0: I'm, I'm sorry, my background is not as like clutter-free as yours. Yours is nice. Oh, uh, no, that's that's totally fine. This is all. This is a green screen. There's nothing behind me. Actually, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this actually does exist. But uh, what you don't see is that this is the only part of this entire room that's at all put together. Because everything outside of camera frame is a disaster. It's like post-apocalyptic <laughs> Mad Max in the rest of the room crazy Furiosa's in the corner one arm the with the drums like, and the guitar yeah, with the fire the, the crazy guy with the guitar and the fire is <laughs> in the other corner it's it's really wild there's yeah there's there's nothing good about what I'm seeing other than you know looking at you <laughs> Scott so <laughs> well that's made my day thank you <laughs> yeah yeah uh how are you doing man how's life yeah we're um
1: we're locked down for quite possibly I can't remember how many other times uh, but other than the the kind of the constraints in terms of we can't see people our gyms closed and those other kind of things that just everybody is feeling um things are good yeah and we we've really been able to take the next steps in what we're doing probably because we've all been forced to stay in and just focus on one
0: thing at a time so how so As someone who lives in the States, I haven't had to deal with any really extreme lockdowns, you know, for better or worse. I don't know how exactly we can define what that ends up looking like. But either way, like, I don't really know, like, what, what do you mean when you say it's like your, you know, 15th super lockdown that you guys are going through? What does that actually entail?
1: So you can only leave your house to exercise once a day, which has to be outside uh, or to go to the shops, so you can go and buy food, or you can only leave your house once a day to exercise. And there's like a limit in how far away you can go from your home to exercise. Um, or if you have children, you can you can like drop the kid off with one like parent grandparent. That's about it. So other than that, you kind of don't So you can't even just kind of go in your car and go for a drive. Like you have to be going somewhere. For one of those reasons so yeah it's um it's really weird and it's the
0: third time that the whole country has been in this this same predicament how do they enforce that like do they have people running around to to just like check on you if you're inside the house or not or uh,
1: yeah i guess one of those really strange things so i mean like, There is, the police come by gyms. So police come by to the gyms and they knock on the door and you know, so we're allowed to go to the gym in terms of certain elements of work. So we'll go and we'll film things or we'll do certain stuff there but it's only one person at a time. But like the police will come and knock on and they'll check you. the, the kind of the rest is all just controlled by, it sounds really weird, I'm getting all conspiracy theories. It's just kind of controlled by the media in the sense of everybody has been told that you shouldn't do something. So if somebody else kind of sees you not doing what you're supposed to do, they're like, I'm going to tell on you, it, it's really like that. <laughs> wow.
0: So, so there's like a, snitches out there just running around telling on people
1: telling on everyone (laughs) so it's really strange you just see on the news every day it's like the police have raided a gym or the police have raided a cafe or the police have done this and so it's it's kind of strange i mean even if you go to this like the stores if you go to buy some food it's what you can't go as a couple or you can't go as a family you can only go as one person so there's like security guards at just normal food stores Turning you away if you go with like your wife, they're like, Well, only one of you can come in. So I'm like, oh, Okay, I'll, I'll go wait in the car. So yeah, it's, I, it's super weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. It gives me an icky feeling on the inside to think of like that much uh, control on someone's behavior. You know, like I don't know. It, it, it just does, it does definitely make me feel a little itchy in the wrong places. Like, what are you doing? Why are you telling me I can't go grocery shopping like with my wife? Yeah, you know I mean like that that kind of yeah.
1: It's super crazy. strange. I mean, for me, I I worked in the police for nine years and I dealt with really serious crime, and I could never imagine it being illegal. to to go into my gym like that's a really big kind of jump in my mind one that I kind of really struggle with and I understand I'm not organizing an underground rave and having like 5,000 people in there you know that's not happening but it's just super strange and then the last lockdown the rules you can't so the other strange thing is you can't exercise outdoors with more than one other person Uh, so I can't meet up with two people in a park or a field and play soccer or you know train we're not allowed to so it's only one person and one person but last lockdown you could so what we did was we trained people outside because you weren't allowed to train them inside and we would have the police drive by every day and they were like what are you doing I was like training in the rain and they were like "But if you go inside it's illegal I was like I know <laughs> that's why we're outside in the rain so... <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh man so when when did this start and when does it end?
1: so there's like no end date at the moment so what yeah there's review dates so we've been told that we get a review on the 8th of march and it started in in just before christmas so it was like end of december and we get told that 8th of march there's like a review so schools are closed so kids are not in schools as well so they want to try and get kids in schools which again is around about the 8th of March. So. Yeah, we just, we don't get told, man. It's just, it's like, oh,
0: we're reviewing. I, okay, so I don't, I know that we, we didn't, we didn't schedule this to talk about this, but this (laughs) is, that is crazy. That's crazy. So you basically have been shut down. By the time that review comes around, you'll have been shut down for something like 10 weeks.
1: Yeah, and so we were closed for the whole of, pretty much the whole of like October into November as well. So we, this is that's why it's the third so we opened our gym in September and we've been we've been open for six weeks in total since the end of September so gyms have been closed that entire time and what's even crazier and I know like this is it's so strange saying this to someone who's in America because obviously America's got many different kind of ideas of how it's approached but we have gyms that are in like parks so public places where it's like a pull-up bar or there's like a like a chest press thing or whatever sure you can't you can't use them so outdoor gyms are banned as well because they they think that the heavy breathing is the thing that passes on so there's tape around running tracks there's tape around outdoor like climbing frames it's is honestly it's in terms of fitness and accessibility to exercise is absolutely insane how how hard it's been hit.
0: how bad is it over there in terms of like coronavirus like what are they how effective is this at preventing whatever it is that's going on
1: well this is what's really difficult so i mean we all have the argument that you know if if you're into something you think that that thing should be okay and they always said well we're going to be based on science so the in terms of looking at the entire national picture transmission from gyms and fitness related exercises was the second to last and the the highest was like supermarkets which is still open so also dependent on your religious persuasion some religious services can still take place so religious religious services was quite high because they're singing and there's people together and, and crossing paths and everything else but jim's like we have a three thousand square foot facility and we're we're only allowed one person in at a time like and it can only be me who's the owner i'm not allowed to have somebody else in there so in terms of transmissions, the own data showed that it was the second lowest of any. And it was like 0.01% of all infections came from, from gyms. So it's really strange in that side. Like the UK has been hit. We have a very elderly population. We also unfortunately have a lot of people who have respiratory problems and don't really look at Fitness and health as a as an overall aspect of their life. So there's around about a thousand to twelve hundred deaths a day in the UK, which, considering our size comparison, is still quite bad. But it's mostly to do with hospitals. This is what we're told. So it's, it's to do with the capacity of hospitals. I think the difficult factor for myself included is respiratory health and fitness kind of go hand in hand. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and and there's things that we've done since the outbreak of covid to be able to bring people together and do it safely and, and i think it's just quite it's an easy thing to be ignored like oh just close all the gyms it's it's super easy to do and you know i do you know i obviously talk about battle cancer so much but i work a lot in and around different charities with mental health and the impact suicide rates especially young amongst young men skyrocketing people's just inability to have a positive outlook on life because they can't just go and do a physical thing it's it's really really bad so the only win is that we seem to be really fast at giving people vaccines so th- the idea is hopefully it'll eventually pay off but yeah it's such a long time just being told no you can't go somewhere it's, it's crazy
0: yeah that i mean you and i both know and i think a lot of people who will you know end up watching or listening to this we all know like how important it is to have some sort of physical practice health and fitness mental health that sort of thing and the value to just your longevity and durability it it that comes with having some sort of like cardiac fitness or yeah. muscular but bo- like body type like just having any sort of fitness at all just brings down like I think I mean I don't I don't have the data to, to point to but I'm pretty sure I've seen studies where any sort of fitness or physical activity that happens regularly just brings down all cause of mortality, regardless of Everything. what you're looking at. Yeah, yeah.
1: And 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 for us, we you know we talk and and now with the Battle Cancer program, but we talk about people using fitness and, and as an access of recovery, regardless of cancer, it could be anything. It could be from mental trauma, it could be from diabetes or injury, anything you start to get into the 60 to 70% reductions of the effects once you just start moving and it doesn't have to be a particular subset of movements or a particular like Zumba or whatever, like just moving will will increase your chances of recovering and increase your chances of living. And that's, I think that's the saddest thing that we've got so many people and kids like, you know, we run kids classes Kids are not in school. They just what lo- They're only allowed outside once a day to exercise with somebody from their household. Kids are just sitting in. I mean, like, I'm guessing there's going to be some really world class Call of Duty and Fortnite, you know, people coming out in the next couple of months.
0: <laughs> I mean, that would be a positive. There you go. The the, the world's <laughs> best Fortnite and Minecraft and Call of Duty players come from you know come from the UK after this. So it would be great. I mean, that, that's perfect. Uh, <laughs> how so? You know, with, like, lockdowns being this aggressive, how is Eddie Hall training for his boxing match against Thor? How is he getting in there and doing, like, is he doing an hour of pads a day and then just shadow boxing the rest of the day? What's going on?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know how WWE that whole thing is going to be anyway. I don't know sure, sure. how much, like, that's going to be. It's really interesting. Like, I've known Thor for quite a few years, um, and... I mean he's like a legit athlete but over in Iceland that's completely different and Eddie's a big old scary boy as well but I think there's certain rules about elite sport but what I was told about elite sport is that you kind of have to be on an Olympic pathway or part of a, a registration body so like we have the National Football Association or we have like loads of different people like bodies that are run For those guys I don't know what they're doing because it's just an exhibition bout that's like you taking on Dave Castro and
0: just deciding <laughs> to do it? Like. I mean, in a boxing match, that would not go well for me. But I might He's be able to take jujitsu. Yeah, if you uh, grip him and hold it. That's right. That's right. Take it to the ground, and then and then I might have a chance. That that's <laughs> interesting. You should say, by the way, that like you know the the athletes that aren't part of these nationally recognized institutions are are being sort of locked out in a really uh in a really bad way because we just saw that happen I think this past weekend with Cedric LaPointe yeah it's crazy like unbelievable he's the only guy in the gym he's one on his own own. he's training he's a professional athlete he's competed at like the games before he's like in the PFAA he has a letter from CrossFit (laughs) they're still like treating him as if he's some sort of like criminal breaking into this this gym to like steal things it's so unbelievable
1: it's, it's a really strange thing that crime has gone down so like we still I mean I can't speak for Canada but I'm pretty sure Canadians are very chill people anyway but I mean like for me in the UK I still speak to people in the police and crime is at an all-time low because nobody's going doing bad things so I mean there is still stuff happening but from from that side similar like you know is there nothing else to do then the guy was doing <laughs> these really heavy front squats could you just leave him alone <laughs> I saw the like the video and I, I don't know. I think it's something that maybe CrossFit – It's CrossFit's so huge, but if you just stop somebody who doesn't know about it, they think that it's just, like, something that you play or something that's just, like, a joke. Even though it's got millions and millions of people, I think it's still not breached the mainstream kind of, you know, media consumption person to understand that he's a professional athlete. That's his job. And, and you know, you've got UFC fighters traveling back and forth from the U.S. to Abu Dhabi to fight. You know what's the difference this person makes money from a sport it's it is insane from, from me on that and we you know i like i say i'll be training in the gym on my own and the police come and knock
0: on and it's like it's just me like this is fine <laughs> yeah it, th- those conversations like do you just do you just like look around do you do like the confused travolta like you just kind of look around like <laughs> what do you what is this what do you why are you stopping me in the middle of this <laughs> <laughs> they always, as well, just
1: just about stop in like the second round of something, never at of the course. end, they never turn up right at the end, it's like round two, and, I'm, and I know, or in the middle of kind of that, like when you peek into toward, towards a heavy lift, and then if you wait a minute too long before you go back to the lift, it's just gone. And the past 40 minutes of work are just gone. So I always leave really, really annoyed. But I mean, they're always polite, and but they want to see things like, you know, can we check your cameras? And I'm like, you can check my cameras if you want to check that I'm not doing an, an underground rave. You can come in anytime you want. It, also, we're British. So British people are very, like, I don't want to offend you and you don't want to offend me. So we'll do this dance around it. Um, but... yeah it is so weird I'm like guys there's there's literally no one here and we're in an industrial estate so we're not even near houses so we have a place next to us that makes food we've got a place on the other side that
0: makes like cattle feed we're good like I'm not passing anything (laughs) on to anyone yeah well you know I I, to to sort of switch gears here you know (laughs) battle cancer is it's like in the midst of all of that In the middle of all of that, like, just constricting of any sort of personal freedom or, you know, fitness or, like, mental health. It sounds like Battle Cancer is actually doing okay. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean,
1: I just kind of made the decision and the whole team made the decision... You know, we just can't stop and the world can't just continually be postponed. There's, there's so much that's happened in terms of certainly treatments for people post-cancer and also fundraising. So the world has seen some great fundraising challenges, but on a whole and just in the UK alone, charities are losing 150 to 200 million a year. And that's going to be repeated for the next few years. And we, we get stats pretty much every week about what, what's classed as avoidable deaths. So people that are missing their early treatments or missing their early scanning now. And which means in the UK alone is going to be about 40 to 60,000 extra deaths that didn't have to happen. And they range from people in their 20s all the way up to, you know, later on in life. So for me it was like, well, do we just stop? Like we were built on live events, we were built on meeting people and fundraising or can we use this time where we're not traveling around the world like you know trying to get people to do stuff to try and launch something that would make a big difference? And hopefully with not many people shouting about cancer, which really doesn't happen, we can just continue to be that little annoying voice that's just always like, "Um, excuse me, can you just remember this?" <laughs>
0: like hey this hasn't gone away in case you're yeah. wondering people are still getting cancer and dying from cancer and recovering and from cancer more of them like and more, more of because them, yeah. of this like and there's no vaccine like we're not you know rolling
1: out a really cool vaccine that's going to reduce that mortality rate like that's not happening at all so it's been a chance and we've got great partners that have believed in us and are continuing to grow and me being the most annoying person in the world, just emailing people and brands and CrossFit and everyone else just saying like, guys, let's just do something. Please, can we do something? It's, it's really starting to pay off. And we've worked with just phenomenal people over the past six months to to try and create this battle cancer program, which we're working hard to bring events back, but we also wanted to start the year with like, okay, let's do something for the
0: world as opposed to just you come and do stuff with us. So we the last time we spoke, we talked you, you kind of gave me like a little bit of insight into this like free program that you guys are developing and launching and I, since then you guys have actually launched it and it's yeah. you know it's gotten a bunch of people signed up like what what was that process like building that out making sure that people could actually hear about it and get it to people and then having people actually sign up and seeing some of the results from it
1: So the the kind of build out was was it's taken us about six to eight months. So we we worked with two phenomenal sets of people. So there's a guy called Simon Darby who's over in in Northern Ireland and he has a great initiative called Move Forward. And they're basically he's a social worker for young people that develop cancer and he's used CrossFit training and CrossFit methodology to get young people back to fitness and, and done it in a really supportive way. And then we work with a professor, he's a doctor, uh, Colin Robertson, and he's got a gym in the UK where he's, he's actually helped 3,000 people post-cancer treatment return back to fitness. Wow. And, and it's it's unreal. The, the results are phenomenal. Uh, but during that time, he is been, he sits on the education board panels. He, he's a, got a doctorate from uh, Oxford and from, um, oh, I was getting really bad. Massive one at Stanford and Oxford, uh, Harvard—not Stanford. So Harvard and Oxford. He's worked for multiple different universities, and I managed to convince him to work with us. This guy is like super decorated, and then I just turn up looking like me, uh, saying like, "Oh, by the way, can 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 you help us?" Um, And he's so gracious and believes in fitness. So what we did between the two of them, we looked at the concept to move forward, which was, can we? can we fund coaching to happen across other gyms and then bring a group of people together? And then what he, what Colin then helped us with was, okay, how do we work this so that if a 20 year old who's recovered cancer is in the same group as somebody who's in their sixties and recovered from cancer, how do we make a base program that would help all of those? So we looked at time domains. So we've worked on uh, alternative movements, depending on what type of treatment you've had, or what the impact of that treatment might be. So for example, if you've had a mastectomy where you've had a breast removed, you often can't lift your hand above your head due to the scarring, due to the lack of mobility and muscle that's taken as well. So we know that that's a common case. So we have alternative movements. We have different things to do for somebody who's had that, but that can be all developed in one class. So with COVID, we said, okay, let's make this online. We can't just hope that gyms are open for this to happen. So again, really annoying Scott and really annoying rest of the team. We just started messaging people, ringing people, and we've got some really cool people behind it and some great places. So we've got it uh, across at Winwood, which is uh, Noah Olson's dad. And like Noah's helping, we're going to come do some sessions. We've got it at the gym that uh, Sam Briggs co-owns. We've got it at WIT in London. We've got them literally all over the UK. We've, we're pitching for more and more in the US. So we're, we're hopefully going to bring one to Boston. We've got it at Invictus in San Diego. They've launched the program there. So we've got these great bases. So we we're now telling these coaches how to upskill and do the program but the online version it's been really hard to get that information out because it's not like oh we just put an instagram post and then everybody who has had cancer treatment who's looking for a free program just sees it so we've had to contact charities across the world we contact different media outlets we've got every partner talking about it and just messaging athletes saying like, can you please just tell people that this is here? Um, and in the first three weeks, we've had 80 people sign up, which is amazing. And wow. that's not, you know, like you kind of hear, like, I'm, I can't begin to imagine how much like mayhem programming has how many athletes they have. <laughs> it must be like a trillion, but you know, for us, somebody post-cancer treatment, who's now taken the decision to get back fit again to use our program, 80 is huge. And we've got people from Venezuela, Colombia, Canada, the Middle East. We've got people all across the UK, the US. And, and we are seen more and more countries actually where fitness facilities are quite underdeveloped that are, that are turning to us. So they don't have huge amounts of medical care and, and certainly after treatment. And they also don't have a huge amount of gyms that are cost effective or cheap. So we're, we're getting a lot of people join us from those countries. So again, we want to retarget them and say, look, if you're in this country, please come use the program. And the program's so intuitive. It's we have videos, we have session breakdowns, we have images, we've got an image library. You get an email every week telling you what to do. And we work on the World Health Organization's quality of life. So it's amazing if we, you become a great athlete. But what we want to focus on is you having a better quality of life than you did after your treatment so it's been a very like i mean i've learned more things about how to structure training for people post cancer treatment and one actually how easy it is it's people are so terrified working with people post-treatment but it actually isn't that difficult so it's been a great learning experience for us but also just working with people that are phenomenally experienced to deliver something that the world's never had and it's it's quite a shame really that it's never happened before and it's kind of a shame that little old battle cancer are doing it because if we were a gigantic place we'd be able to get it out wide and far but we're trying and I'm just going to keep
0: annoying people until they talk about it and sign up persistence is a superpower scott i mean you get that and you you guys (laughs) and your team have that in spades i think it's it's really cool because you know like the so battle cancer is one of my you know favorite charities especially in the space but definitely one of my favorites and the big part about it that's interesting to me is that it's a it's like an application of something that we all know and love but for a group of people that don't necessarily get this type of attention and toolkit to deal with their situation. And the idea of bringing, you know, that quality of life improvement to a group of people who are post-treatment for cancer, which is like, you know, you ring the bell, you feel great, but what's next, right? What happens next? And I think that's something that is just, it's a population that is, it, it needs love it, like it needs that type of attention it needs this type of service and the fact that you're able to sort of bring it and you know starting small like it, it's scalable it's it's the internet the entire point is that it's scalable <laughs> right and you know maybe you're not maybe you're not pulling uh, mayhem numbers but you know it rich might rich might hear it rich might be like hey you know what me and me and my boys are gonna get in on this and you might have like mayhem battle cancer you know Next thing you know, there it is. There's another trillion people that have, that have heard I about mean, it. I
1: just mean, to, just to put pressure on them, you know, I have asked. And and, <laughs> and, and I keep asking Mr. McKernan to, to put a good word in. And, and bless him, he's, he's been such a good supporter of us. Like, he's always trying. So I'm, I'm always, try, again, if I have to swim across, find my way to Cookville and knock on the front door, I will. <laughs>
0: All I'm hearing is that if you're not supporting this initiative you love cancer. That's all I'm hearing. So, you know, that's if- the
1: postcard I'm going to send out basically <laughs> if you reject <laughs> us. <laughs> but the, the other thing is and so we have like a budget that we've we've managed to fundraise and that what we've done with the events this year as well is we've we've said okay like 10% of every ticket or activation that we managed to put on we're going to pump that back in as well. So it's always been you can fundraise for any charity, but what we've managed to do because of our partners have said, okay, well let's actually use some of the ticket money to put on the events to refund back in. So we pay for coaching across so many places. But what we've already seen is people contact us and say, like, you don't have to pay us. I just really want to do this. Can can you share the information? So we've shared the information. But what we do in the back end is we onboard someone. So say if it was, you know, God forbid, like a loved one of yours who was post-treatment, they would email through to us. We would go for a medical, medical questionnaire with them. We would then set them on a support network of basic basic communication check-ins. So we check that that person's okay, that their progress is going along the right way and that we don't lose or forget people along that path. But we will do that for every location, regardless of if we're funding the coaching or not. So we've already had gyms sign up to be con- like even more gyms but not we obviously can't pay them but they don't want to so it's it's been a it's been really cool to see that and that is so scalable like for for me we could get it in every affiliate across the world you know and and it'd be a service
0: that would just transform people post-treatment how how big is your team this sounds like this sounds like something that's a massive undertaking like is it you and 40 people or am i just like Am I about to have my feelings hurt and you're going to tell me it's you and like three other people? Yeah, there's four of us. (laughs) I can't, I can barely get like emails out. Like I can barely, I, I can barely post on Instagram like once a week and get emails out. It's unbelievable. Are you kidding me?
1: yeah so there's four of us that, that do it every day we, we have some great volunteers that help us like at the gym and we have some people that help us con- so we have two phenomenal people Simon and Sarah Sorkin they volunteer at every event we do um we can't employ them we don't have we don't have enough money uh, but they volunteer they they have so just to just give you an example of the people that we have with us they have contacted every media outlet in each city in the us that we have a program like send emails to every radio station every tv station every like newspaper we've contacted every charity every hospice and every palliative and end-of-life care as well because we want to just tell people that this is here so yeah there's about four of us that do everything every day but beyond that we have we have about another three or four people that, that help us routinely with what
0: we're trying to do but yeah we're we're really little <laughs> yeah that's that's really impressive i mean i guess in a way you kind of have to be super lean to be able to yeah. grow and actually function um but yeah that's that is very impressive that's a lot of emails man yeah we um
1: we spend a lot of time i just don't sleep <laughs> we just don't sleep <laughs> And especially with the events, like, you know, pre-COVID, we were having 11,000 people do our events in a year. And, and at that point, there was only three of us. So it's kind of like, well, we have an extra person, we can do even more. So the, the real challenge is going to be hopefully as events do come back and we're planning to come to the U.S. in October, November and December to, to provide this really cool fundraising city tour. Um, we, we will have to develop how we run both. But one of the really cool things is once people are in the program, the coaches forever have the program and we do reviews every three months. So we look back at the movement systems, the time domains, and we look at it all every three months. But the work is going to be done by the coaches in, in the remote places and the work's done by people who are doing it online. For us, we, we're basically just receptionists who just put you through and, and check that everything's good and then, and then send you a different way.
0: So you guys are doing a little U.S. tour at the end of the year?
1: Yeah, so hopefully Mr. Biden will let us in, which I'm hoping by October we will. Um, So what we plan to do is, uh, so this year we've got a global fundraising league, which the top prize is a paid VIP trip to Waza in 2022. Nice. So if you fundraise, you will get a gift if you win it. It's a really good thing. Um, And we got loads of other prizes as well. But what we wanted to do in the U.S. was... We're going to start, you'll probably laugh, there'll be like one of us in a car. Um, We're gonna start over in California and kind of repeat what we did last year, but we wanna do more places through Texas. We wanna, hopefully we're gonna swing by Boulder, Colorado to see hopefully my new friend. And we're gonna swing that way, come back down through Texas. We wanna go to Houston, we wanna go to um, Dallas, and then we're gonna work our way through Miami back down to, to finish in Miami. So we, we wanna have almost three months and hit as many locations as we can, it'll be free to come and do. So you don't have to ticket fund. We just ask you to donate. And then that means hopefully in 2022, people will be like, we know what battle cancer is. We love the workouts. We've seen the impact, like let's join their bigger events in 2022. So hopefully people will be hearing this weird British accent quite a lot in uh, in the US from October through to December. <laughs>
0: tell me tell me a little bit about your new friend in boulder i i, I hear i hear you you know you actually were able to get a little bit of com- communications going with uh with a certain somebody at crossfit hq
1: yeah i mean it was amazing i mean you know i won't go into kind of like full details of what was like discussed but you know for, for me the past three years i have been knocking on every single door at crossfit hq to, to try and just you know not get something but just speak to someone and and what i've been really lucky to do is is meet people like yourself meet people who are on the periphery and that upper element of what's going on at crossfit but to get in it was almost kind of like the wizard of oz and like okay how do you get behind that curtain to see like who's there um and then at one email to eric we've got an email back which is really nice um, and then we're arranged after a couple of months uh, because it was kind of like, you know, finishing buying CrossFit. So he was pretty busy. We uh, we managed to get a, a call um, and he was so gracious. And, you know, who am I to kind of get, you know, a, a real a good call with, with someone who's just bought CrossFit um, and listened to everything, understood everything. And ever since, it's just been a succession of, okay, speak to this person, speak to this person. We're definitely going to do this. I want to support you with this, this, and this. So fingers crossed hopefully for the first time ever, we can really do some cool stuff directly with CrossFit HQ. And that for me is how we make a real big difference and how we're going to really make some changes because their power is way, way more than mine. Like one email from CrossFit HQ could tell more people than I'll probably ever manage to from being really annoying. So it's just been, it was super cool. And with kind of all the problems that you saw with CrossFit as a brand to get that like reaction and to have such a personable conversation and relaxed, it was very cool. And it made me walk away thinking like, this is in the right hands. Like this is going to be such a different CrossFit than
0: it ever was. That's awesome, man. It sounds like you've got a pretty, pretty rad 2021, even among all of the uh, (laughs) shenanigans going on right now.
1: Yeah. I think it's, you know, I'd kind of said offline with this, that, there's so many things that we can be really sad about. And there's so many things that we can look at that we can't do this or that's not happening, but we can also make a lot of things happen. And and I think for us, you know, COVID has almost been good for us that we've made us launch this program. So the fact that there's 80 people already across the world who didn't have something and now they do, and I get to see their results from each workout and I get to communicate with them, that's been worth it for for us as an organization not obviously for the the sad impacts of everything that's happened with covid but my other biggest thing is like okay let's have five different options of what we can do can we put a big event on no okay well what else can we do like instead of just giving up like let's just keep going because we've had to deal with people and meet people that haven't had an option but to keep going from a diagnosis like you know a good friend of mine craig who did the videos that we saw with everybody on them He's he's been battling a brain tumor for two years, and finally got a, a, the news that it's going into remission. It's not grown, which is phenomenal. But two years, we've seen him have two brain surgeries, three lots of radiotherapy, two lots of chemotherapy. We've seen him go from hand cleaning like two to to barely being able to walk and run because he'd lost so much weight, and now seeing him come back. So I think also we're quite lucky that every day we have a constant reminder that. Things could always be worse, and like we just got to keep moving with it. So I, I think, as sad as that is, we're also quite lucky that that's
0: the constant daily kind of reminder that we get. Absolutely, man. That perspective I think is uh, priceless. Absolutely priceless. Scott, what's the best way for people to find or support what you guys got going on at Battle Cancer? So first of all, write a
1: note to Rich Fronin to say, can we get everyone? <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> um, matt fraser at no i'm joking Um, (laughs) the best thing to do honestly is to just put in battlecancer.com like it's so simple and we we have battlecancerprogram.com but if you just come through to battlecancer.com you can find everything about the program if even if you don't want to do fundraising if you don't want to do an event but you've worked with somebody in the past who's had treatment who's been ill And they've never had a helping hand just tell them to go on battlecancer.com and they'll be able to read about it see examples for themselves and sign up and similarly if you own a gym just please go on battlecancer.com or you can email me scott at battlecancer.com really really simple and and we're happy to do as much as we can to get this spread everywhere because for me i'm going to be annoying until i legally by the police get told to stop
0: that's a great way to be, man. Thank you so much for your time. I
1: appreciate it. And No, honestly, thank you again for the opportunity to come on. And you um, getting to see these back is really cool. And so many people reached out after the last one. So it's, it's really huge for us. So thank you so much. Of course, man. My pleasure. However, I can support for sure. Amazing. Thank you.